This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Time to talk Grant Hall who joins us each Wednesday here on Halftime. Always appreciate that. Grant, what's going on this morning? What are you up to? Well, I'm just kind of nosing around trying to figure out maybe what happened in this Jersey Wolfenbarger thing because I figured you'd ask me about it, right? (laughs) I definitely definitely was going to bring it up. Uh, We were even kicking some, not ideas around in the the commercial break. It's just, you know, I mean, there's going to be questions that come any time that a player transfers out of your program, especially when uh, you got one of the more talented players to ever come into the program by rankings, you know, five-star and two-time Gatorade State Player of the Year. But it's the timing that just seems so, uh, so I don't know, off with, with this whole situation. That, that to me, is a, is a major part of it because it's less than a, now it's less than a week before the season starts. Yeah, from what I can tell, uh, it, it kind of comes down to, I think, to probably to playing time and place on the team. And, you know, Lawrence, this outstanding uh, freshman from Farmington led them, I think, in scoring and rebounding on the overseas trip. And then Sasha Goforth, who wasn't there last year playing, uh, has really done well. And so, you know, it might be just a thing of reading the tea leaves. I don't think there's anything nefarious going on there. Um, but, you know, it would, I guess, offer uh, Jersey a chance to go somewhere where maybe there aren't those types of players ahead of her. And uh, start get a new start somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and maybe and maybe um, you know, I mean, if she would have been on the roster, she'd have been asked to go out there and play. And so, this is a chance to protect a year of eligibility. Well, she get, she has that. a COVID year too, right? So, so everybody that was in school during COVID, essentially, you get six no, years. No, no, she wasn't around for that 2019-2020 season. Uh, twenty one was the first year she started, so I don't think she has the COVID year. Uh, like so many other players do, some of the it's now finally some of the some of the COVID athletes are starting to or COVID era athletes that get that extra year are uh, are using that year in some cases. You know, KJ's got that year next year, and he'll he, use it too. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, but yeah, we um, I agree too, Grant. You know, you hear uh, Jenna's the kind of player that um, she's going to stretch a defense because uh, she's got height, she's got size, and I know she can shoot the lights out too. So I'm, in, I'm excited to watch her play. I'm excited to watch this whole team get at it and really to get into basketball season. It's not just because football season's been a little bit of a bummer, but maybe that is why. Maybe that is why I feel that way a bit. Yeah, and Mike Neighbors has a press uh, meeting tomorrow. And back there, the, you know, by the time you go eat lunch over there and do that and watch practice, you could spend three, four hours over there. So I'm sure he'll get asked about it a lot tomorrow too. Uh, let's see, Sam Pittman talking on the teleconference today it says Rocket Sanders practiced Monday and Tuesday in limited fashion, a chance he would be available Saturday. I, I we haven't seen Rocket at full strength yet. You know, and I think the reason why he didn't play against Mississippi State um, was the idea that he, in his mind, he knew he wasn't at 100%. The team cleared him. I think his own people didn't clear him. I think he wants to play when he feels like he's ready. Maybe this is the week that it happens. It'd be nice to get Rocket back when you're breaking in. And I don't know, do you look at this as breaking in a new offense or just simplifying the one you had? You know, Sam said today, and I just got uh, about the last half of his, uh, you know, I was late getting on the conference call, but he said Arkansas hasn't played well up front altogether, including the tight ends. You know, got to get, fix that with grit, determination, passion, so forth. Um, He also said, though, that that Guyton had good answers when he asked about the what-ifs in blitzing. You know, and he probably knew more about maybe the running game than, than Sam was expecting, so... The players have rallied around him. Uh, I also heard a little bit of discussion there at the end about Snacks Johnson being able to maybe go back to the hog position with, you know, with McLaughlin, uh, also coming back this week. So they got, and then, you know, the, the thing with, uh, Rocket is he's from Rockledge, Florida. It's about two hours away from Gainesville, uh, close enough to, I would assume, have a lot of family and friends 
go to the game if they think he's going to play a big role. And then also you got uh, Braun, the offensive lineman, who is only, I think he lives about an hour north of Gainesville in a little town called Live Oak, about population of about 6,000. So, you know, those two guys uh, hopefully will go back and, and play well in front of their friends and family. Grant, give me a couple guys you think uh, that could show out in this offense and maybe have some chunk plays, whether it be a Rocket or, or Satania. Who, who do you expect to maybe that Kenny Guyton's going to try to get the ball to this week? Well, I mean, I think, first of all, you look at K.J. I mean, if he, if he is more comfortable, and Sam talked Monday about that, how his leadership's been good this week. And I, I thought in that Mississippi State game, he, a couple of times he just went to the sidelines and hung his head, you know. And uh, I, I think he, he could make the biggest impact. Uh, and then I do think Satania, uh, I mean, there's a guy. <laughs> that we, we know the game-breaking ability is you know, it's one thing to have it, another thing to – get him out in space and, and let him do things where he could uh, have that opportunity. So th- those are just two names I, I think of. What about KJ breaking out? You know, I mean, it, we, we think of uh, breakout players as someone who hasn't done it yet or hasn't done it yet this year. But, you know, KJ hasn't been himself this year. You think he could have a 200-100 type game, Phil? Like a, like a 200 pass and 100 yards would be our first? We haven't had a 100-yard rusher yet this season. Do we have a 100-yard rusher against Florida this well, week? Well, but also just because, like, Grant, he's, he just hasn't looked comfortable. Or, you know, whether it's a matter of uh, hasn't wanted to go through progressions or just isn't that kind of quarterback – uh, what I what I hope to see is to get back to some of the things that KJ Jefferson is comfortable with, and uh, truthfully, that zeroing in on some receivers, developing a quick relationship with them. I'd love to see that happen with Satania, because hopefully these two guys kind of break out together. For what Sam said, you know, it's not just uh, what Arkansas can, you know, what, what it's not just game planning for what the other team does and how you could attack that. It's you have to know what you can do uh, as an offense, dude. And that seems to be, I think that kind of like that must have been the, one of the sticking points with Enos. Plus, I don't, I mean, you know, you hear a lot of stuff. I mean, the, the, the players, um, I mean, if they're responding to Guyton better, then maybe that'll show up. But I, I don't think, I mean, Florida's got some things going for it, too. They, they really need to win this game to get bowl eligible because they got some tough ones after this. And they're making a big deal out of the, uh, I guess, the blackout thing that they're doing. And uh, they've got this uh, this Graham Mertz, who uh, I don't think has any relationship to Fred and Ethel Mertz, is he, Phil? You remember, the, you remember them? You're old enough to remember Fred and Ethel Mertz, aren't you? From I Love Lucy. I, I, I thought that's what it was from. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm old enough to know who that is, but I wasn't old enough to watch any of the original episodes when they first came out. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about early fifties there with with TV, but uh, he's got a good. He's got like a seventy six percent pass completion. Uh, but now that's a lot of a lot of their passes, as Sam pointed out, are ten yards or fewer. I mean, they're throwing a lot of safe stuff. He's only been intercepted once or twice, I think, all year. But he, you know, he played at Wisconsin, and he's an older guy, and uh, they've got other. Uh, good athletes, including this guy we read about today, this number one, this defensive end, whose name I probably can't pronounce very well, uh, was recruited by Chad Morris to Arkansas. Or, you know, he, he tried to recruit him to Arkansas. So, I mean, they know about him. And uh, I, I, just because Arkansas, I think, will play better on Saturday doesn't mean that they're going to win the game. Yeah, you look at Florida's schedule after Arkansas. It's at LSU, at Missouri, and then uh, I don't know what the rivalry game's called, but it's Florida State to finish the season. They need this game to get the six. They'll, they'll be uh, they'll be hard-pressing for this game for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the Georgia game and you saw that what Georgia scored 36 straight points at one point in the game, you look at that and you say, hey, this team is beatable. And I think they are beatable. It's just, uh, you know, how, I mean, also there was a question today to Sam about why aren't they recruiting this week, and that you know they could have gone out Friday night in different places. And he talked about that the other day. One is to kind of just stay in the submarine, as as he put it. But then Arkansas really doesn't recruit as much in Florida, nearly as much as they do in Georgia. And besides his ties there, one of the things is he said, you know, Georgia can't take them all. They can't take 80 or 100 players. They can only take their 20 or whatever each year. So a lot of good ones are left over. And uh, 
but I, I mean, I, probably some people may look at that and think, well, uh, you know, is Sam planning to be here next year? And, and he he was asked again this morning. It's more about just keeping all the attention on, on this, you know, this team and winning this game if they can. Grant, uh, I, I want to ask you about uh, LSU Alabama. Uh, it, it's the the big game this week, and if LSU wins, they actually control their their destiny to represent the West uh, in the SEC. Uh, but that's, that'd be a tough feat. How do you how do you see that one going? Well, I mean, they've looked better a lot of the time than Alabama has, frankly, right, Matt? I mean, but you know, Alabama's really on offense down, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, down there in some categories, um, but I, I mean. I was intrigued last night to see the uh, – I didn't think Georgia was going to be number one. It's funny. Chris Doring said, uh, I think on Monday or, or maybe last Friday, he said uh, he thought Georgia might be number four in the first uh, playoff right now. They were number two, I think mostly because of schedule. You know, in Ohio State uh, played, what, Penn State and Notre Dame. Is that right? So that's probably why they're number one. But uh, well, this goes to the know, heart of what of, of of how would you vote? You know, in this not not who would you rank ahead of who and everything. But the way I view it, it's not the best team; it's the best season, the best resume, and therefore that should mean the best team. Because what are we playing the games for? Why are we keeping score? Other, you know, we've got recruiting rankings and everything. You, that that's supposed to tell you, you know, who wins the game. We're going to go by. Uh, you know, Saban said last year Vegas had us uh, beating everybody that was in the playoff or beating TCU. That's not what that's about. It's not what it's about. It's about a resume. It's about the season you've had. It's about, that's that's what you're going off of. I don't care about who you think would beat who. Tell me who you've beaten and who has beaten you and note that kind of thing. Yeah, I think the polls can kind of be lemming like sometimes. You know, you just okay, this team won, keep them there and so forth. But this committee looked at the body of work and just uh, you can. I think you can justify that. Ohio State probably should be number one in their poll. Yeah, I think so too. Grant, you're a basketball guy, NBA guy. Do you see James Harden uh, going to the Clippers? Do you think that makes them a better team? Or what do you think uh, the Clippers still just going to – I mean, I guess they let anybody in the playoffs these days. (laughs) Well, he was there yesterday and uh, had kind of a a mysterious comment. I don't know. I mean, I – you know, guys making that much money uh, and then just deciding they don't want to play for a team anymore doesn't do very much for me. Plus, I think he's he's probably a little bit overweight of what he already was, right? So it's his uh, fourth I, yeah. team. I, th- I think it's his fourth team in four years. Uh, he, he doesn't really leave the organization better. Kind of a, a, a you, you got to run the offense through him right now. And and like you said, he kind of plays his. He's got that Antoine Walker feel to him. He shows you, up and plays himself. That's in the why way. they made the trade. It's because yeah. it's Los Angeles. It's because they're fighting with the Lakers to see who can be the most drama laden team in the market this year. Hey, they're, they're, James Harden's a Hall of Famer. No, he's, he's at the end of his career. But it's what what does he still have? He doesn't play defense. You know. I, like LeBron's know. a Hall of Famer, right. but he's running the Lakers. And right. in some cases, maybe even like running them into the ground with trading the entire team. I mean, they did make themselves uh, a, a halfway decent playoff run. But there's a lot of drama over there. Maybe that's why they did it. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. That second uh, NBA game of the year, I think, uh, they interviewed the coach after three quarters of the Lakers. And he said, well, I'm not sure how much LeBron's going to play this quarter. And he played the whole quarter, you know, and they won the game. They came from 12 back and won the game. So... But I got the feeling that uh, the coach didn't necessarily know what was going to happen there. Last thing, Grant, um, the World Series over, Texas win it tonight, uh, or do you think Arizona still got a fighting shot? You know, I think, Phil, I think that first game where the closer for Arizona walked the leadoff man with a two-run lead and they didn't hold the lead, that's the difference. It would be 2-2 right now, and so – the bullpens last night, I think they're a little bit taxed, both of them. If somehow uh, Gallon can give him a game tonight, I think Kelly is really good. I mean, he's getting better all the time. He won game two. I would think he could win game six or have a good chance to. So if somehow they could win tonight and it goes to seven, then we might have a series. Well, but te- Texas has this amazing road record. It's just unbelievable. That, that's what I was going to say. What get out of here? Ten, 10 road wins. Can they keep this? I mean, it's got to end, right? Like they, they're not going to get eleven. And then Garcia gets hurt, and they put a guy in last night that goes two for four in the nine hole, and just and they pick right up. So, but I mean, I guess if it goes to seven, then maybe they could still feel the loss of uh, 
of Scherzer and Garcia. Thanksgiving dinner will be memorable this year at the historic Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in Hot Springs. Thursday, November 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Venetian Dining Room, you'll have a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required. Must have credit card to hold reservations. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're going to hear from two Arkansas coaches today, or at least the media will. Well, you hear from Sam Pittman if you listen later on tonight. Sam Pittman live uh, at the Catfish Hole returns. Al Walcott and Isaac Tesla will be joining Chuck Barrett and Coach Pittman. And I think... Uh, Sam's weekly teleconference with the media. You know, you know the, the phone call this morning, the uh, Zoom presser, I think 2 o'clock. Eric Musselman speaking to the media as well today. So it's a busy day for press conferences to the point where they had to reschedule Muss because the original scheduling uh, coincided with Sam Pittman. Uh, let's see. Florida's wearing all black in the middle of the day on Saturday. Never been to a game of the Swamp. I've been to... I've been to the O-Dome for women's basketball, not men's basketball. It's an all right building. Been to uh, old McKeithen Stadium and uh, the new Florida ballpark. It's a nice ballpark. The atmosphere is just sort of so-so. But everybody talks about the swamp and what it's like. Clay, what do you think the swamp ranks as like a home field advantage in an environment and everything? Is it, is it top five? Well, the key is... Um is the heat and humidity, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it tough. It's, there's nothing about the, you know, the the crowd or anything. You know, if you play well, you can put them to sleep. I mean, they they can get rowdy, but it's just like every other SEC. It's kind of it's place. like a bowl. but it's the heat, the humidity, for teams that are not used to that, and there'll be a little of that uh, Saturday, but the temperature is not going to be. But you know, you look on the surface. A lot of times, you go in there, you know, late September. or first two weeks of October, and you say, well, it's just going to be 85. And, of course, you played in Jacksonville, Matt, and you know 85 with that 90% humidity will just sap you. And I I think there's a reason why Florida doesn't wear all black. That's the hottest color there is. It absorbs the sun and the heat. And uh, I'm fine with them wearing all black on a, on a you know for a, a noon game. Yeah, I don't think it's any – it's not a scary place, Phil. Uh, we, we played down there one time, but it's not intimidating. It, it, Clay's right. It's under – it's kind of under sea level. It's swampy. It's, it's, it's real humid, but it's, I don't think it's a top five SEC place. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, – doesn't compare with LSU. Mm-mm. Alabama. It does not, yeah. does not compare with Alabama. And I, I think when Tennessee's got it rolling – Tennessee's and got, ahead of it, yep. And then Kyle Field obviously is, is a great Never atmosphere. Never played there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they got how many Razorbacks yeah. have played at Kyle Field within the last uh, right. forty years? Yeah. Well, there there was a game. If you remember, um, Arkansas played Johnny Manziel down there, mm-hmm. and he right. he it was at one time. Right. That the was one time. Uh, that was in his freshman year, redshirt freshman. Everybody was like, "How good is he?" I mean, he he put up five hundred and something total offense, and it was it was like Archie Manning. You know, back when, you know, Archie ran all over the field, throw it, pass it, everything. I mean, it was, of course, that's, he later would win the Heisman. But that was when you, that was the first time I was like, he really is that good. Well, so much of a, of a, of a home atmosphere has to do with how the fans feel about that year's team, especially at a place like Florida. Uh, you know, Alabama's, Alabama's um, atmosphere 
You know, even people told me when I was at the game a few weeks ago, it wasn't quite the same as usual just because it was 11 in the morning and they'd lost a home game that year, you know? Correct. The LSU night game, well, that felt more like what I imagine LSU was like. But two years ago, when they'd already gotten rid of Coach O and Arkansas goes in there and wins... It didn't feel they like that. They sit on their hands. There wasn't anything. Yeah. Well, there really weren't enough hands to sit on in some cases. There were more open seats. Yeah. This Florida so, program, like, I've, I mean, I've got family there, and, and they love all the programs. Yeah, they go to all the, all the football games, but they, you know, they go to gymnastics meets. They go to baseball games. They do all of that. They're way in to the, to the Florida um, athletics program. Um, but even they're like, wow, we're st- this is a noon game. They're, not, they're, they're still not quite used to that. And the other aspect, too, is, Florida's not where the fans think they should be, right? I mean, that's the same idea as Tennessee's dealt with for the last 20 years. Um, and finally kind of getting back there, though, they're not, they're not at the, po- the point where they come anywhere close to ruling that division. Florida doesn't win this game. They're not going to make a bowl game. Think that's, of that. I mean, Florida right. views themselves as a national champion because they've, they've won a couple of them since I've been alive. They've won maybe three of them since I've been alive. And since their last national title, Auburn, LSU, Alabama, Georgia have won national titles. Georgia's taken over. Bama's won like six. Um, LSU's done it with a couple of different coaches. And Florida's been through a lot of coaches. Has Auburn won one since, since, uh, since Florida yeah, won with Chizik. Cam Newton? Yeah, with yeah. Cam Newton. That's yeah. right. So, so, guys, just think about it in these terms. And, um, you know, 12, 14, 15 years ago, you know, there was talk is, well, Bud Walton Arena is not a tough place to play. You know, it's not it's not what it was. You know, it's like the fans are slipping. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I said at the time, you play and the fans will respond. It, it doesn't it doesn't work the other way. You know, everybody says, well, if the fans get jacked up, you know, the players will play. No, the players play and the fans will respond. I don't care what venue, what sport, yeah. what school. It's not the, the building that has the no, personality. It's the, it's the team on the floor or on the court or in the stadium. When they're electric, then you get an atmosphere that's up, up, and away. They will respond. I don't care what in Florida's not any different. It will not be a packed house. There'll be you know you'll be able to get in. You'll be able to get a seat. Um, and that's the way Bud Walton was. Well, Eric Musselman is, you know, come in and the team's good again. And now you have an electric arena. So it, that's the way it works. You're right, though. I mean, you're going into, um, you're, you're going, it's going to be, I mean, it's not going to be like boiling hot or anything. You're not playing there in August or September, but it's 80 degrees. The air is going to be thicker. It'll be. It's going to, that's going to be, maybe that has more to do with any kind of home field advantage that they have that has to do with the fans, you know? Agreed. Um, and I, I have been inside the stadium because they keep it open in the middle of the day. Uh, I don't know if there are any real offices at the stadium there. It's really just, it's just concrete. It's not a really special stadium. I think they've announced they're putting a bunch of money into it, and they need to. But you can go in. You can go into Florida Field and just run the stairs at almost at any time of the day. And I remember what, running around in that, in that stadium and, and thinking, man, I guess I can see how this place would be wild when, when Florida's good and the fans are into it. Because it is a big stadium. It's tall. It'll trap that sound. But I don't know if this is that Florida team this year. And I don't no, know if not. this Saturday is going to yeah. be that crowd. You know, they don't have to worry about too many people coming in and running those steps and that humidity. Yeah, well, I went during basketball season, so it was the middle <laughs> still, of January. It's still, yeah, it still can be. You can get a 80-degree uh, day that time of year. Not what it was about. It was probably seventy five. What? Yeah, it's weird though. Like like, <clears throat> Florida's got this reputation of of a real home field advantage for for football, and and so much of it is is are the fans and traditions and and stuff like that. I don't know if I've ever viewed their baseball park like that, and I've like I've never been inside the O Dome for a men's game, you know, and and I mean Florida's kind of far removed from when they were a dominant basketball program and the baseball thing is just i don't understand it they have this great new park that they built and it's it's kind of like going to a minor league game or a spring training game it looks like a spring spring training stadium and the crowd kind of acts like a spring training 
crowd. Um, yeah. So they well, don't have these great atmospheres for, for some of the other sports. They do yep. for football, but I think it's mostly when they're, you know, they're really good. Think about it in these terms, Phil, and what did they have to do to really change the atmosphere, you know, for Texas Rangers game? They had to close the stadium because it's just too dang hot mm-hmm. there. And the same thing exists in Gainesville. Do you want to go for a three-and-a-half-hour college baseball game and sit in that heat and humidity? Well, the you old don't. field, they didn't even have anywhere to hide from the sun. No, they didn't. It amazed me. They had no roof whatsoever, no overhang whatsoever, and yet there it was, 90 degrees, playing baseball with, with nowhere April's to hide from the sun. It was hot in Gainesville, yeah. Matt, was there an NFL stadium you played in where, where you could tell that there was a home well, field advantage? Yeah, you know, uh, Kansas City was pretty. They they were yeah. pretty loud when we played there. Uh, Florida is one of the only games when we played down there in the swamp one year that you had to get an IV at halftime and after the game. Oh, like it's that's how humidity. It, it's different than that's the home field advantage they have. But it's it's different than anywhere else you'll play. You feel instantly better when that IV starts going in. <laughs> You'd be pretty dehydrated the moment it's like once it hits your vein, once it hits your lips. Everything starts to get a little there, better. There's been a couple times you get full body cramps. You know, two a days. You know, you, you have out in the heat, playing down in, in Gainesville. Man, you can't even you can't even lift your pads up. Your, your whole body's cramping up. Yeah, they gotta you gotta take care of yourself. Well, that's what rookies are for, right? To carry the pads. At least that's what I gather they're for. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! You got Nelson and Harrison, along with Clay Henry as well. Well, they're not on the line together. They're not in the same place. We're all on the same radio show now, Nelson. And how are you? I was happy raid the candy day. And uh, man, I tell you what a day! You got Grant all on, and then then you get Clay Henry on there. Man, this is a great day. Guys, I just want to say, uh, Matt, did you guys didn't never wear all blacks at Jacksonville? I thought you guys had uniforms. Yeah, all black. I, we, we'd go all, all black, maybe a night game or something. You wouldn't do it early in the year, yeah. but like if you had a prime yeah. time game, yeah. Yeah, I was sure I saw you guys in all blacks, but but anyways, guys, uh, I just uh, wanted to kind of call and comment on the show. It's going good, and guys, I want to ask one question here. Uh, I got it. I didn't get to watch or listen or anything yesterday, and I had caught on YouTube the Alyssa Orange interview where she was talking about Jersey Wolfenbarger. Uh, I mean, guys, that's that's kind of sucks. I mean, she's just getting into her prime. I feel like. I mean, you know, I feel like she's going to be a great asset to the team. Uh, is she okay as far as? I mean, I heard you, Matt, say was it an amicable separation and everything? Is uh, Jersey okay as far as mentally and everything like that? Or I mean, I don't know how to answer the question. For another no, opportunity I, or what? I, I don't know how to answer the question. I haven't, I haven't had interaction with Jersey since the season ended last year, um, so I don't know. It just—it's odd to trans. It's odd to announce. or no announcement. It's odd. Yesterday was an odd, a, a big odd deal. You know, going into the portal, took her name out of the portal. Apparently, she's still got the intention to transfer, so she's going to sit the entire season. I, I don't know if that means she's still on campus, still on scholarship. You know, going to classes at Arkansas. I just know she's not part of the team any longer. She's not on the team roster either on the team website or on the. NCAA stats website. So I I don't know what her mindset is. 
Um, and I'm sure there'll be, I don't know if you get answers necessarily, but I'm sure there'll be questions to, uh, to Mike Neighbors and the staff tomorrow at the Women's Basketball Media Day. And I hope, man, I mean, I wanted to hope, and I think everybody wanted to hope that she was, as you said, Nelson, coming into her own this year. But something tells me that if she is transferring a week before the first game, then that might not have happened or might not have happened to the point where she saw the minutes on the wall that she was going to play. I mean, keep in mind, she played fewer minutes as a sophomore than she did as a freshman. You get a really talented and incoming class. You're getting Sasha uh, Goforth back. Um, so I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't know where, you know where to take that or how to think about it or, or what's going on in Jersey's mind. But I think you know, it seems like it's her decision, and this was just not the place she was going to play any longer. Yeah, Phil, we need to correct one thing. Shoot. You know, the, the first thing that came out was that she went into portal. There is no portal. Well, yeah, right. right, right. There is no portal. She could not go in the portal until March. Until the season's over, and there, that's why I don't know what what you know what it is she's doing. Yeah, now. so it's that like, was a miss. That was uh, a tweet that oh, I'm going into portal. Well, yeah, you might eventually, but you're not right now. The when I watched them, she's six five, but she can't. She's not an inside player, and she's six five and doesn't handle the ball great. You know, not a, not a great outside. Shoot. So it's like what you know what. It's almost like she's cursed to be six five, you know, because right. you just you just assume, you know. And I, you know, watch Connor Vanover the same thing, you know, like he, he's he's just he's tall, and tall people are supposed to be great basketball players, and sometimes they're not. Right, and it's also not to say, look, I mean, Con- Connor's on his fourth team and played really well at Oral Roberts, and he does certain things well. But that also doesn't mean that he's going to have some great future in the NBA, or just because he's seven foot four that that uh, that he's a, a a great defender or a great rebounder. With with Jersey, I feel like there were these massive expectations that were thrown on her, and I'm not saying from the coaching staff. I'm saying from from the outside. Um, you know, when you we win, all felt it. Yeah, I th- and I think she must have felt it too. Yeah, but she never really had to like, never had to carry the team. That's that's been Michaela Daniels. That's been Samara Spencer, uh, Aaron Barnum, maybe in some cases last year, or the year before, before her injury. So I don't know if there was like this weight of responsibility uh, that went along with the the expectations of being a five star and you know somebody that was recruited by literally everybody in the country. So, uh, but I mean, what what seems to be obvious is that it wasn't going to happen at Arkansas now. And. And she's she she's a great kid, you know. Wish her well wherever she, yeah. wherever she wants to go, and and wherever the next opportunity is, I bet she'll have success. I, I'm I'm definitely pulling for. Her. I enjoyed I enjoyed the the time that uh, that I spent around Jersey. Got a sense of humor, engaging. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's take a call from Mark in Fort Smith. Next up on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hey, Mark, you're on halftime. What's up? Hey, fellas, how you doing? Uh, long-time doing listener, first-time caller. A couple of quick things. I went out and met Ty Richardson uh, the other day at this little remote. Great guy, and I told him that the reason you do well is because you get black from everybody, and you hang in there and take it like a like a champion. So that was fun. We just had a lot of note, practice at that. Well, that also goes to the Yeah, he's going very to, good if, at it because he gets it. It probably may be deserving. I don't know. But he... Mark, if you're going to if you're going to invite those comments, and you have to wear those comments and be okay doing that, right? Well, I, I, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. But, I was in radio for a long time, so I've been exactly there. You get taken he is, from every direction. He is a good guy, but that's the bottom line. Yeah, he is a nice young man. And uh, on the hogs, if those guys up front don't get in there and like have some attitude, saying I'm whooping your butt today, and let them know it. Uh, it don't matter if you got Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, and Michael Irvin. They can't produce because they're on the ground. We're going to have trouble. So that's my take on all that. And I'm damn sure looking forward to basketball season. <laughs> and that's you, about it, guys. You, you moved have a great on, Mark? You've moved, on to, you've moved on to the hardwood? Will you watch football well, any longer? Well, yeah, pretty much. It's way early, but, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, with this true, kind of a know? team, with this kind of a basketball team, it's easy to move on. I mean, it's like, I mean, how could you not be excited after watching that Saturday? 
my world beaters, and I'm ready ready for it to hit hard and heavy. So uh, that's that. You guys have a great day, and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate that. I feel I, you can. I always I wonder about this. Uh, we talk about well, people move on to basketball season, and if basketball's not doing well, they move on to baseball season. Once it comes to February, can we not pay attention to two things at the same time? I mean, oh, we, we do can. that on this yeah. show here. It's just a matter of watching games and everything. It's a, when I hear people say, well, I'm moving on to basketball season. Does that mean you're not watching the football game on no, Saturday? They don't I'm not mean sure that. if I believe that if you say no, yes. they don't. No, they don't. Um, and it's like you want to be entertained and you're waiting for that spark. So, you're, you know, you're watching for it. I mean, I, I think that there'll be people in tune, you know, Saturday to watch it. It's um, you know, it's a chance to to extend your your life and your opportunities. There's 24 days left of this football season. If we if we don't win, it's over. The the it's it's less than a month unless you make a bowl game and you can you can have a month and a half left. But the the seasons it's here. It's it's it, it's time to. I mean, two and six is your record. Uh, it is. If we don't win this week, the the season's over. You start playing. You start looking around. If you go, uh, if you don't win a single game in conference, every single job's on the line. You know, you got to be better. The thing that was really interested to me in Sam, I, you know, bless his heart, transparency can be good. It also can be bad. But I, I really, really thought this was, this was a, you know, a, a good comment, and it's the way it really is. And we, you know, we, we talk about coaches and their buyout and, you know, the coaches and, you know, that they can lose their jobs. But what really happens when you change head coaches is that about 80 lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the strength staff, you know, a new coach is going to bring in another strength staff. You know, there's two or three or four secretaries, office workers that keep their jobs, but everybody else, their job is on the line. And Sam spoke to that. He said, you know, were you worried about, you know, what the future and he goes i'm not worried about me i'm worried about the building and that's what he was meaning is you know 60 70 people and and he feels the pressure to that 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 you know he hired all those people i, I think sam's fine i think coach Pittman will be our coach next year when, when i'm talking about jobs i mean that you'll start playing some underclassmen you, you'll start trying to figure out who's oh, going to be your guys for playing next year. time yeah yeah, yeah. He from Fort Smith tells us he's not going to be watching the uh, Florida or Auburn basketball game. So there, there's the instance of someone who says he's moving on to basketball season, and in his mind, or at least he's telling us that he really is moving on to basketball season. He's going to go play golf on Saturday instead. That's no. the thing. It's like so you get if if you want to, you get some of your time back. I feel like it'd be easier to move on from basketball season just because you know you get enough games that are during the middle of the week where at night you put something else on. College football Saturdays are like those. That's what that's what you've been doing for a long, long time. I'm sure D likes to golf on Saturdays as well. So, you know that that's something else that he likes. But you know, I mean, it's like, are you not going to watch the Auburn game? Are you not going to watch the Missouri game? I mean, that's going to be the only college football game on television at that moment. Are you watching the NFL game at that time? Or are you just sitting on the couch burping up turkey and talking about yesterday? You know, I'm, I'm feeling a little pressure. I uh, don't know what I'm going into. So I'm, I'm leaving leaving town tomorrow, and we're going to Loveland, Colorado, and we're going to, we're gonna, uh, I guess, house sit, babysit, or whatever, a seven-year-old for a week. And I don't know what their packages are. I don't know what they've got as far as uh, the SEC network, you know, in Loveland. I, I, don't, I don't know. I've got to figure out. So I'll probably make a call tonight to see what they're, you know, what the setup. I have watched uh, Razorback football in that home. They, they're Razorback fans, but I got to figure out, all right, what do I do with the TV? What do I do with the the remotes? How am I going to find the Razorbacks Saturday at uh, what will be, I guess, 10 a.m. Mountain Time? Oh, the SEC network is worldwide. Clay. You well, then they probably that. got it. Then. You could watch that. You could watch that channel on the moon. On the dark side of the moon. <laughs> the moon. Watch that channel. It's a fact. Um, Beam me in. By the way, speaking of fan bases that have moved on, even though I think Nebraska 
the Nebraska Cornhuskers are, are still have a shot at a bowl game, and they even have a chance at a division championship in the Big Ten. But apparently last week, you know, Fox showed a Nebraska-Wisconsin volleyball match after the Nebraska football game. Who do you think got more viewers? I saw some volleyball. Yeah. yeah, volleyball got more viewers than yeah. The they had ninety thousand for a volleyball mat- match. Don't Back tell in- me women's sports aren't getting people's eyes. Hi everybody, this is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year: Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures, and at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one of a kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Passion is something that exists in all of us. I know we got a lot of passionate Hog fans listening right now. And I know that all of you love football season. Dave Bushkill and his team over at Eastside Liquor are the exact same way. They can take care of all your tailgating and party needs. Whether it's just a few beers or alcohol in bulk. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith to check off every item on your list. Eastside Liquor, your number one stop for Arkansas football this season. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey & Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey & Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey & Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey & Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Then you watch the World Series game, then you go to sleep. And we'll do this all over again tomorrow. Though I'll be in Gainesville tomorrow. Lucky. So might be wearing shorts tomorrow. Might even be wearing flip-flops tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I can see the jealousy in your eyes right now, Matt you're, Jones. You're pretty lucky, Phil. Have I, I ever told you that? I heard a little bit of a breath from Clay Henry, and maybe he's a little bit envious. Clay's going to Colorado himself. That's true. Both of you guys are kind of kind of crushing it. He's going where it's colder. I'm going where it's warmer. Who wins? It's going to be nice. I mean, it's it's probably going to throw throw you for a curve. Uh, the next, uh, it's colder right now. But the time we're going to be there is going to be highs of 58 to 62 and lows of 35. I can take that. I can take that. And no time. rain. No, we're in no snow. They had snow last week. Did y'all watch the the Colorado State Air Force game by chance? Did not watch that one. I did because Tim Horton is running backs coach, and Air Force is undefeated. And so I was interested. They played at um, Fort Collins, which is Loveland's same place. Springdale, Fayetteville kind of situation. But they had uh, snow throughout the game, had to plow the field at halftime. And late in the first half, the students who were right behind the Air Force bench started hurling snowballs into the Air Force bench. I'd I'd seen about this. That's right, yeah. And so they announced no snowballs, any more snowballs that hit the Air Force coaches and players. It's a 15-yard penalty. And the students were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Sure enough, Air Force gets the second half kickoff. They start moving. Here come the snowballs. Fifteen yard penalty. They they and immediately the Colorado State security moved the students thirty rows up. <laughs> yeah, that's beyond wild. their snowball range. That's why. Where was it? Philadelphia that was famous for for throwing snowballs. At, uh, was it the Giants or one of the opponents on the sideline? You never know, though. I mean, somebody might stick a battery into one of those snowballs, right? Oh, yeah. That's the thing you always worry about. Roll coins into a snowball. Henry Rosenhaus? Is that that uh, the rookie of the year from the Chicago Cubs, thrown from the 30 rows up? Yeah. But that was... He he could have probably thrown a snowball out of the stadium. That's that's what you had to worry about, He could have thrown that snowball over that mountain right there, too. Uncle Uh, Rico. There was a game last night, I think. Was it Toledo... Um, for, I think Toledo was in the game. It was a like total blizzard, total blizzard. Couldn't could barely see, barely see the game. <laughs> Not like I was. I only saw a couple of tweets of the of the uh, 
of the screen because I was I was too busy counting candy and and watching the World Series game, which I think I have a feeling this series is over tonight. I just do. Rangers, I think they're going to be a little more of a well. I mean, they use Leclerc, a, they use LeBlanc a lot. Is the Arizona Magic run out? Are they done? Because I think Grant might have been correct. There's a couple of plays that really stand out game where one. they might have done themselves in. Game one, the walk that leads to Sager getting another chance to hit. Game tying home run. Next thing you know, you know Garcia hits the walk-off homer. And then Walker going through uh, the stop sign two nights ago. And who knows if he would have held on uh, and they didn't run themselves out of an inning. Who knows what would have happened in that ball game because they had the pitching to hold Texas down. I know who the the Rangers are starting tonight, and and I think you're starting you, your boy. I think you do too, Phil. I think they're done. I, I'm <laughs> I think a, they're done. Yeah. yeah. Nathan Uvalde yeah. on the mound tonight. Uh, we got Charlie in Mountain Home on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Let's take a call. Charlie, thanks for calling today. What's up? Uh, not a lot. Hey y'all, I was uh, uh, fishing out here at Norfolk Lake, and I. When y'all started your show, you were talking about the the rankings that came out. Uh, I guess this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yeah, we brought it up earlier. Yeah. Yeah, and I I got busy fishing, and then I I'm now able to get back to you. My question is, I'm uh, I'm looking to Alabama to beat Georgia for the S, and then they would get in the playoffs. Is that a correct statement? I believe it is. I would think so. <clears throat> that means really they got to beat LSU this weekend. Right. First things first. And I think LSU, man. I, LSU, I think they can put up 30 on them, Phil. It's a matter of can Alabama score enough. Because mm. LSU is going to get their – I think LSU is going to get some of their points. I don't think there's a better receiving core in the country. And it's not to take away from Texas because they have great receivers too. But Texas got behind Alabama. I think LSU is going to have a chance to do the same thing. But I'm assuming that Alabama's going to play Georgia in the SEC championship. And so uh, if that happens, they would get the champ into this playoff thing, wouldn't they? I, I think so. I think if Alabama wins out, I think they would be in the final yeah. four. I don't think okay, Washington is finishing undefeated. Um, either one of the Ohio, Ohio Michigan, only, one, Ohio only one Big Michigan. Ten team that can finish undefeated. Right. Uh, so at that point, now you're down to... Um, Georgia would have a loss, although it'd be an SEC so, championship game. I mean, there's going to be an SEC team that gets in this year. There's, I don't think there's any Yeah, Florida there. State's going to be one of the four. I think Florida, Florida State's going to win their remaining three or four games. They don't really play anybody. Florida. That's their toughest game left. Yeah, Miami, Pitt, North Alabama, and the Gators. So I think you're right. I think the Gators and or Miami, maybe. Yeah, to be you know there'll there'll be some emotion in, in, in those games. Yeah, right. That's what I was going to get to. Yep. Well, I'm a, I, I don't think Georgia. I'm not a. I, I'm a, S, a West Side fan for the SEC. I, and I, Bama, of course, is who I pull for on this. And uh, as far as strength of schedule, there's nothing like the SEC West. I don't care what school you look at. You know, look at look at the, even our Arkansas our our. It's a good God. Who would want to play that what we played this year? Hey, remember, Charlie, before the Mississippi State game, Arkansas had the toughest schedule in the country, not just the league, but the country. And starting with the Mississippi State game, the Razorback schedule is the easiest in the country. This is according to the Football Power Index on ESPN. So and we were supposed to take solace in that going into the Mississippi State game. It's like, all right, now now the backloaded schedule that's got all these home games and the lesser opponents means, well, we can start winning games. It didn't necessarily, it didn't necessarily happen. And when I was looking at the schedule to start the season two, Florida, with the road game and being Florida and the talent level, I thought might be the toughest game left on the back half. I still feel like that, but... Now you see Auburn threw the ball with success last week. Missouri is legit. So, yeah, the back half of the schedule may, might not look as easy as uh, as I thought it did initially. I hope you're right, and I hope that we, we, we win all those games. But, unfortunately, I love the Hogs, but I think we might have one win ahead of us, and that's it. That team, this team is just beaten down to nothing. But I hope I'm wrong, guys. Charlie, appreciate your phone call, man. Thank you, uh, thank good, you very much. Yeah, good luck out there on the water. That's right. He listened a little bit to the start of the show, then he went fishing, 
and then he came back. See, it's I, a good middle of your day, isn't he's it? He's like I, a five iron for me. I, I know. Uh, I, I have Georgia still number one. I know, Phil, you got Ohio State number one. Clay, do you have any problem with Ohio State being number one? No. I mean, they're, they're going to have to earn it. I mean, uh, I think Michigan might be the best team. Um, but um, in Michigan was definitely better than Ohio State last year. I mean, they, they dominated them in that second half. I mean, that, that was a beatdown. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I... Um, the other part is that it's hard for me to, you know, and, and I get the committee, they're, they're wanting to have all their data and say what it is, but, I mean, Georgia, until somebody beats them, they're the champion. I just look at it. 26 in, in a row, man. I know, but the, but the previous two seasons don't have anything to do with this year. I think it does, though, Phil. I think it's uh, – I think it's – There's it's a lot of pressure. About confidence, and I think it's about pride in – that roster is 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 pretty darn good. I mean, I look at those defensive players, and there's nobody nobody going through that Georgia defense. Agreed. No, I and mean, it's not to take anything away from the talent level or, or or what the previous two teams accomplished. I just I just think a 2023 national championship is about 2023 alone and no other year. Um, and look, I mean, they've got enough of a tough schedule to back in, in these last four games yeah, they where do. if they went out, they'll be number one, probably. Although, you know, Ohio State's got, got the fact that they're ahead of Georgia now, so the fact that they have the, they're the first number one team in this poll means that if Ohio State wins out, then they probably are number yeah, one. So I don't think, in the way I look at this, you know, the, the playoff, the way it's going to set up, I think there's a whole lot of difference between one and two in, in how they're going to be seated. Right, because you still designate. I mean, it's like you're not getting a home game or anything like that. So, nope. so, so in this case, you know, the the way that they that it plays, then Georgia plays Michigan instead of playing Florida State. You know, I don't know. I mean, Michigan's supposed to be maybe the most talented team if you're looking at potential draft picks this year. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, don't know. That's why makes... I think I think when it's all over, Michigan will pass Ohio State because they're going to beat them. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.